Yeah, what's good? You're now tuning into Motivation Conversations with Hope Hill. Um, okay, so this is my fifth episode. Um, this is my first episode that I am actually going to have guest speakers on. Um, so this episode is going to be about mental health and dealing with depression and anxiety. So I have four guest speakers. Um, I'm going to say you guys' names, so... Be, be prepared, all right? So we have Nashawn, Emilio, Stephanie, and my big sis, Sophie. Um, so yeah, so basically, you guys, I'm I'm just going to start going in with the questions. I just kind of want to get, you know, my whole purpose for this episode is to kind of get more of an overview of what it is for people who are currently experiencing uh, depression, anxiety. I, for one, can say that right now, currently in my life, that's not where I'm at, but I have overcome certain stages. I have overcome, you know, life challenging, I'll say, to start. I'm not just going to go straight into it in the very beginning. All right. So, hey, you guys. Hey, guys. Uh, all right. We here. We lit. All right. But so let's just start it off. So, okay. What is depression and anxiety to you? Any of y'all want to start? Um, I think it's... Uh, I think they're very. I will. I don't like putting them in the same category all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because I personally dealt with both, and mm-hmm. it's it's. I think it's for me personally, it's two completely different oh, things. Absolutely. I think um, depression is more of a state of mind. Um, <clears throat> like something could send you in depression. Stay, so you stay bedridden and don't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Sick of Netflix. I feel like it's easier for someone to just say they're depressed. I feel like people go through little things and it's the end of the world for them, so they label it as depression. Anxiety, I think, is more physical. I mean, from my personal experience, well, I'll, I'll get into later, but I've personally had numerous anxiety attacks which wow, developed okay. in being something physical. So personally, me, I don't put them in the same category. I think okay. you could have anxiety, you could have a, you can be a happy person, have a test tomorrow, and have anxiety with it. I don't mean, I don't, I don't think they're a couple all the time. That's just me. I definitely agree with that. Just to piggyback off of it, I would say that anxiety is something you can't get stuck in, but it's a physical reaction to the world outside of you, where depression is just the... <clears throat> so um, I just want to, because you guys both said physical uh, reactions, I just want to like, can you explain like an example of like a physical reaction of what you mean? Getting lightheaded, uh, shortness of breath, you start to overthink things and when you overthink things you get stiff or you just you can't operate the same way so yeah. for me i remember i had like one really bad bout of anxiety and mm-hmm. i was like ordering at mcdonald's getting ready to order at mcdonald's and i thought about my order a few times and when i got up there i just like froze and i was like i had to leave and the lady was like confused as hell wow that's crazy okay i've physically passed out you know what's crazy that you guys are saying this right now I had uh, there was one time I was on the train mm-hmm. and I just got like really hot and I, I got like yeah. lightheaded and I ended up passing out like I passed out I ended up having to go to the hospital wow. and that shit scared the shit out of me. And they, when they checked me, they said everything were fine. Everything was fine. So I was like, what the fuck just happened to yeah, me? Like, So now I'm like, was that anxiety? Like, yeah, It might have been. For me, it's yeah. not that serious. For me, I just get this feeling in the pit of my stomach. 
Like, if I have to, like, if I know you see, like, the whole order thing you just said, mm. like, for me, I don't have social anxiety. I have, mm. like, emotional anxiety. So, like, I'm a cancer. Shout out to all cancers out there. Yeah. But I oh, yeah. Really, <laughs> Here we go. I really, like, well, I'm learning now. But before, I my emotions have been all over the place ever since I can remember. Like, if I'm feeling something and I feel like it might be too much for someone, that gives me anxiety. Or if I want to confront someone about something, immediately I have anxiety because I don't know how they're going to react and... I feel like my feelings might get hurt or... Would you say anxiety ties into overthinking? It is. It's, I think... It's just an extreme state state of overthinking. I think anxiety is trigger-based. Like you said, like everyone, every time we share this thing, it's been like you at McDonald's overthinking triggered. Mm -hmm. You something, too much thoughts in your head. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I've had, from all the times I've passed out, it's been triggered it's been a series of events, but one solid trigger has gotten off like that. So I want to ask this because, like, for me, it's not conflict based, but I know for a fact that's where my anxiety comes from because growing up, it's I had a lot of based. yeah, it's trauma based. But like for me, it's like interacting with somebody else because by myself playing a game, watching a TV show, mm. I'm like ah. Oh, but once, like, even if I'm just asking somebody, hey, do you have an extra pen? I'm like shit. What if they don't? Are you're they thinking how to me? approach it. How they're going to take it. Yes. Are they going to think I'm being rude? Are yes. they, is this the right person to ask us to? Yeah, That's what causes yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Yes. You just start listing things in your head and then you don't know which one to stay on and then you just overpower your brain. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say depression is? To you. It's, it's, it's so complex how I could word this. But the, the one word that's coming to my I love mind, over here. <laughs> the the one word that's coming to my mind incessantly is dark. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, I like that. No blinds. Like, like imagine yourself in a dark ass room, but you don't want to get out of that dark ass room. That's that's, that's, that's the thing. thing. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, the depression itself, mm-hmm. you can have rational, logical thoughts, but yes, you but cannot you cannot have those thoughts. No, when you're in it, no, you can't because so it doesn't that's, come to, to me. Head. That's what. Depression is unfortunately. I do find myself like me even having depression. I do find that I come across people that people be like, oh, "I'm depressed." Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you don't know what depression is. Oh, You're not exactly. Okay, okay, so because okay, you so were sad that. for a moment, you depressed. You don't know what that is. I wish that when I was in my depressed states that I could choose in those moments to stop when feeling I felt like that. it and when, when I, I felt it. Yeah. Do you think it's? I'm gonna ask two questions. Do you think depression is more of a mental shutdown? Oh, absolutely. I think depression so is completely mental. Shutdown. Mental shutdown. I don't think it's a mental uh-huh. shutdown because. Like you're mentally aware because like you said, you're you're in that state of mind and you're well aware of the state of mind you're in and you understand the shit that people are trying to tell you to get out of that, yet you don't do it. So you're fully aware. But I think you're, no, I don't think you're fully aware, but I think you're shutting you off. Like you might go yeah, somewhere to a party, yeah, have a comedy, yeah, hi, cool. Like you're not there. Body you're not mentally there. You're not, like you might be thinking and you could coherently have a conversation, but mm-hmm. you know when you're not, you're not exactly. really yeah. present. Yeah. But also I would like to add to that, that depression doesn't also have to be like mental in the sense that like, Okay, it's all in my head, but I think it leads to physical problems like bulimia, anorexia, um, schizophrenia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like, that's though, you just... But I also... I don't mean to control, but I also feel like that's you like sinking into it, though. Yes. I'm not saying that definitely. anyone who has experienced... Because that people internalize things and decompress differently. So I've learned that, yes, I'm at the party, but I'm not I'm not mentally here. I'm physically here. I'm talking to you and I'm smoking with you, but I got a else. whole bunch of things on my mind. You know what I'm saying? My anxiety is acting up because I'm trying to calm down. You know, and then the weed kind of helps me. But when I was depressed a couple months ago, all I did was smoke weed. And it, what it did was just, it just made me like sink. It made it easier. It seems like no, a very slippery 
yeah, sliding like, scale. Yeah, like that it's if like, you're just a 0.5 mm-hmm. inch on this side, mm-hmm. it could go either way because Facts. you you can't in that moment discern that this this is what I need to do. I need to pick myself up. But then when you come from it, you could look at yourself like, look at my dumbass. Like, <laughs> I was not as depressed as shit. It's right, like being right. in a sunken place. You got to get yourself out of that oh, shit. Right. Yep. Right. You'll just be, you'll be in there. Just don't the people know, no one is, can tell you nothing. Your friends, exactly. your parents, they don't, it's, it has to be you. Has yeah, to I don't be. even tell people when I'm depressed anymore because it's like, oh, well, you know, like, it's well, like. Well, no one's going to care as much as you. Right, so, that's what you it is. Not even no your matter, partner. No matter, like, your, like I, it's you know what this is. It's not that people don't care about you. It's just that people are not gonna fully care about something they don't fully understand. Absolutely. So I could be or like, I, I, I care that you're that you're upset, mm-hmm. but that's not the way you want it because it, it's all you. You it's only know you. Yeah. And I tell, you tell me whatever all else. the time. I, I like, think it's the word empathy because like we want people to understand what we're feeling, but it's so individualized that like we're like. Mm, you you haven't even walked my shoes. Okay, so let me ask the next question based off what you just said. What are some of the thoughts that you have when you're in that current state of depression and anxiety? Like, what's going through your mind? Like, it depends on what it's and about. also realize that it's it's negative self talk. Absolutely. Sleep, sleep. That's sleep. all my body is sleep. telling me. Sleep. 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 Why do you want to sleep? I don't Maybe know what that is. Oh, I. It's so not. It's it's cutting it off. It's it's if I can't stop those thoughts right there in that moment, like sleep feels like a reward to me. I now I know that it's not now because I'm not in that place. But mm-hmm. having Good. been there, I could speak from there. It feels like a reward. It feels like I don't have to feel anything, and if I do, I don't remember it. I'm sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it, it gets it gets to a place that when you wake up from that sleep, you're mad. Damn. Oh yeah. Fuck. Life. This ain't sleep. No, I, I could go back to sleep. sleep right now. I, I couldn't even sleep. Have Has any of you guys ever watched uh, Dragon Ball Z before? Hell yeah. No, I've watched it. You know how there's, like... in the show, there's like a, when they go to China <laughs> and they go into like a hyperbolic time chamber mm-hmm. that they stay in there and they'll, oh, they'll be in there for like, they'll be there fighting for for three days, but it's been a half a second. Right. Yes. In reality. Like time. That's how it feels yeah, like for a depression for me. Yep. Like I'll be in a funk and then you, my, my depression is I'm just trying to get through the day. I wake okay. up. I I just trying to get through the rest of the day. Hang out with who I can hang with to say escape thinking. Yes. And I'm then the you way. you then you finally get happy and you turn around and it's been three years. Oh wow. And it's been so and so. It's been this. That's just for me. But so wait. So bouncing off of that, I would say like during the depressive bouts, do you like being around people? Uh, uh, yeah. I it, it it depends on the day. Maybe I'll wake up. And like I'm on, I'm I'm on the edge of the of like you were saying, the scale, the slippery scale. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, because sometimes I like I've been so depressed that I get upset because it's like, oh, like I just want to get out and get some air. And then I get around my friends, and it's like they don't know what I'm going through, but I'm because I won't tell them. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they don't take away the feeling, and so then I want to be alone again because if I'm just with, if I'm sharing energy with people and it's not like filling me up, I need to go be by myself because I can fill myself up. So what I do is I watch a movie that I liked it when I was a kid. Or I'll listen to a whole, uh, a music, you know, music or watch a show or, but like for that second, like in my head, it doesn't, I don't say to myself, okay, well, maybe I should talk to myself. That was the, that was what really clicked for me was maybe I should talk to myself. So I started talking to myself. And what were you saying when you started talking to yourself? Like what, what, what the t- I would say, okay, well, this is where I am, but that's where I want to be. So. Acknowledgement. 
Yes. It's funny that you say that because when we were talking today earlier, I said, you know, the thing about it is that, yes, I want to help people. Yeah, I want to, like, you know, kind of inspire and motivate people to Mm -hmm. live life how I aspire to live life, you know, Mm -hmm. and how I love myself and how I love my life, you know. I'm like, but you got to want it for yourself. Like, there comes, like, you know, you can plant the seed in other people, but it has to be a point in time where you're tired enough, where you don't want to feel it enough, where you realize that you're in a state that is not beneficial for you. Absolutely. Because, and like I, like I said earlier, you know, we are not meant to live life like that. We're not meant to live like that. So when you come to a point where you realize, like, all right, this is just too fucking much. Like, no funny shit. Years ago, the person y'all see sitting in front of y'all right now, I was completely different years ago. Like, the confidence that I have, the way that I walk, the way that I talk, the way that I carry myself, the way that people treat me and respect me is based off of what I gave myself first. So I did it for me first, so now people followed suit. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I right, she fucks with herself, so automatically mm-hmm. you either going to respect my shit or you're not. Yep. Yeah. But I feel like you got to come to that for yourself at some point in time. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> now my third question, and this one, some people say it was a, trick, it was a tricky question, but we'll see. Do you believe that with help and support and your own will that you can overcome your depression and anxiety. Because I, I did it. It was me. I lived it. So you're speaking in a state of overcoming, of overcoming that you've, that yes. you've already... I was there and I planted the seed because what I also did was that I got in tune with myself. So That's literally, I was alone. I, I cut off a lot of people. Either I cut them off, they cut me off, we had incidents, and then literally, I was by myself. So then I would be on the gram and then I'd like a post and then I'd see some shit like, you should pray or some shit like that. And then I'd be like, you know, maybe I should pray. So I would pray. And then I would smoke, but I would pray because the self-medication, it was like a balance beam for me. I needed the weed to give myself that, okay, well, like, what you going to do today? Right. Like, mm-hmm. you going to be sad or what you going to do? Why don't you, I picked up a notebook, started planning, started and it wasn't easy. I, there was my, I, this is going to sound crazy, but I used to smoke in my bathtub. And there would be plenty of days where I would wake up in the That's middle of the crazy. night. That's weird about that. That that. That sounds like a vibe. Right, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't that. I was going to get some candles. <laughs> I would have my headphones on, listening to music, smoking. And then I would lay down in the tub. And sometimes I would wake up and it would be like 6.30 the next morning. And I would still have the weed, the blunt in my hand. And I'd wake up and I'm like, all right, well, I'm okay now. Like, because I just needed that isolation. But overcoming is, is a good... I'm not there. I'm not completely there, but I it had to start with I would say that, like, <clears throat> there are steps to maybe go to try to overcome it, but depression is an underlying thing oh, where, yeah, like, it's an everyday battle because it just takes one moment to slip into it because it's like a straw. And our backs are like a camel, and it's like... We could hold so much, but like when one little thing just lands mm-hmm. on it the wrong fucking way, I'm beating myself up because that's what yeah. depression is for me. And I'm isolating myself. I probably won't eat, but mm-hmm. um, I'll find escapism in books, games, oh, okay. and social media. Because like it makes me feel like maybe I could be like that and it inspires me. And I think that that's what all people have to do is just inspire themselves to be like, social or outgoing or probably even caring you know like it doesn't even have to be to people you know but like i think once we take ourselves out of this equation and we're like how could we service other people we could like 
focus on that rather than being like I'm this or I'm that you know Mm -hmm. and also I feel like it's like a lot of like stigma around sharing your problems yeah, or carrying other people's problems. Yeah. Because the minute that I, mean, I, that I was like, yo, I can't do with y'all shit because I got to deal with my own shit. Like, that that was a huge step. I automatically felt that physical relief, you know? Yep. Like, wow, I deadass don't fuck with you. And you was my mans like a week ago, but I don't fuck with you and I don't miss you. Feel me? Like, I'm kind of like over here chilling. Like, feel me? Like, I'm not hearing that negativity. Like, because when you share your problems with other people, sometimes it could be too much. I love it. I, I don't know. I, when you share your problems with the wrong people. Or the yeah, wrong people share that. their problems with you. Yeah. I don't, I've had all the support I can have. Yeah. So I can't really complain about that. You say you what? what I've you had mean? all the support okay. possible. So I think I think for me, it just comes down to just manning up. Hmm. Honestly. Yeah. I think it's just really it's just that simple for me. Okay, that's I have too much. I've, I've, you, you know what I think about sometimes? Whatever I'm, whatever I'm dealing with, somebody has a way worse than I do. I think for men, especially because men are looked at as supposed to be, like, strong. Like, all right, y'all still have emotions, you know? Like, y'all still feel the same shit that females feel. Like, y'all are no fucking different. And I don't don't necessarily agree that it's frowned upon. Like, I feel like men should be allowed to express how they feel. No, I can express how I feel. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying, like, overall. I should be in my bed till 6 p.m. Absolutely not. What am I doing? Yeah, that's facts. what I mean by manning up. Like, like that—that's not at twenty-five years old. That's like, yeah, that's not there's a cutoff with, with certain when certain stuff starts becoming acceptable. Yeah, like the yes. being a funk and the staying my bed all week. That's it's not like acceptable. when you know better, you do better. No, nah, I'm not. I live that's by that. eighteen. Like, you can get away with that. Nineteen, you know, you could probably get away with shit like that. No, so that's when I. That's how I check out. Like I'll be mm. in my bed playing the game on my phone to not be outside and be productive. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yo. Like, I look at, take myself out of myself, like, yo, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Like, what if, what if this person, like, who you used to date was, like, was looking at you right now? <laughs> like, I, I, you look crazy right that's now. And that's it. I'm like, I, I, can't, I, I can't do this. I gotta get up. That's right. for me. But, what, but that's depression, though. That's depression. Depression yes. is, is, is something that I think with willpower, like you said, was the key part of that question, you can break out of. Mm-hmm. Support, it, I think it depends on you. You know, if you have a strong family value, then your family might mean more to the next person. But when they say, yeah. it might help you out. But at the end of the day, it's really just willpower. It's just like fighting it. Wanting mm-hmm. to. It's fighting it. Like just fighting it. I know, like we're all here. Everyone has nice clothes on. Everyone ate, has money to buy weed. So it really can't be that bad. Right. Like, it really, like honestly. Right. Like, well, it, really, change, it really yeah, can't be that Like, you know what I'm saying? We all have iPhones. Mm-hmm. Really can't be that bad. It's all internal. Yes. But it's not, I don't want to say people's problems are not that bad, but in the scope of things, like, we're all right. We're in New York. Like, we can, we got to get to it, and we're 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 in we're all in great positions. We're not. We could have been born in West Bumblefuck somewhere with no friends, but we all have a right. space to come together I, like we do right now to do this. Like that's that's popping. This is this is lit. So, do you think that you can overcome it with support and your own willpower? Of course. I thought it was. I was. I said it. I was the one that said that. I thought it was a tricky question. Because it was asked without the willpower at first. Mm. Do you think with support you could overcome it? I thought that was kind of loaded because mm. I have support. If I reach out, I have support. But sometimes I feel like I don't have support. So it's 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 all determined on you. If support is what you need, then that is what's going to get you to where you need to go. 
If you driving yourself is what you need, then that's going to get you it's to all where you need to go. But it's you. You have to. We're here because we want yeah. to be here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I know that it's you, but I don't think it just takes support because a person pushing you, a lot of times people don't see in themselves what other people see. Mm-hmm. Like, you good, you... If I feel like shit right now, I can't identify with myself the way you identify it with me. So and sometimes that support's not gonna be there. So yeah, it's good so to it's have like yeah, it's like not to get like reliant on it, but you need it even when you don't want it. It's necessary. Yeah, yeah yes. I think it's really important to have support. It's fifty fifty. Definitely, I, I think it's definitely that because. It takes a village to raise a child, but what happens when we're adults? Right. We're going to stay alone for the rest of our lives. And we are now, too. I don't know how People are afraid to embrace their feelings now, I yes, feel like. People are so afraid to like talk about how because they feel. There's a stigma if you embrace your feelings. I think that's oh, more yeah. for men, though, that. than it is for women. I, 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 I think it's for people overall. Like, we're talking. No, women, women. Like, do you feel like women men and masculinity, there's like a certain... Um, I like to use the word fragile masculinity because it's like you're masculine onto a certain point. And I feel like one point is that like you express your feelings. Mm-hmm. And like, do you think men are taught but I to? Think it yeah, uh, I was raised yeah. by women. I mean, to some extent. Mm-hmm. I can't say for everybody, but to some extent, we, uh, we are kind of raised in the sense of like, we have to be the one to hold it down. And that's how it is. Like, God forbid something happens to my, to my father. I'm, I got to hope it's going to be looked mm-hmm. at me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, I but think, that's okay. Though, that's okay. Right? But yeah, I think like, there is a stigma between, like, for me, I, I know, is I'm the only one that shares shit. I know mad of my friends who, like, I know there's no way they're not going through shit, but they rather just go on their own and, and, and not say anything about it and just, like, ah. I, I feel like that's that's common. Among that's, that's, it is common amongst men. There's, men who have a lot of places where they can just, like, sit and talk to, to like, people like that. I'm raised by mm-hmm. women, so I have, like, I, I'm, I'm used to that. But, a lot of men, like, it's it's very, like, when I have a problem, it's like, I don't, I go to my female friends for that. I go to my family for that. I don't go to men for my, like, my shit like that. Like, out of my homies, I don't really go to my homies for advice like that. Yeah, I don't really think guys can give great advice. I don't think it's just always, like, <laughs> it's always some simple shit. Like, I'll come yeah, with exactly. a problem, some like, yo, stress would be like, shit, oh, right? that's right, crazy. Right, yeah. 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 Just block a number, bro. I'm like, yeah, but, like, like, like I don't want to block a right. number. Yeah. Like, I got things to unpack right now. Right. Right. So yeah. what we talking about? I got luggage. I just came with a Delta. Nah, yeah. I feel that, yeah. So, I mean, I don't feel that, but I think, you know, men. I think you could testify to it because I believe there's, like, men in your life that are older than you, that you grew up that you grew up with, and um, you see how they act. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to ask each of y'all to tell a story or a time of when a period of, like, depression or anxiety has played a significant role. Like, it made a significant impact in your life or any mental health life. I want to know. I want to hear. That story that... Yeah. That just did it for you. That... Yeah. Like, let's get a little vulnerable. Okay. <laughs> That's what my podcast is all about, I want to hear you. I want to hear yeah, you. That's what my podcast is all about. We didn't hear from you in the last conversation. No, no, no. I, I, just, like, I just like the way you talk. Like, when you speak, like, you know, yes. you're very sure of yourself. I like that. Yeah, that's my nigga. That's my big homie. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Um... 
I don't know, some crazy shit. Some crazy shit. I've been a wild, I've been a wild, wild boy. Like a wild, wild, wild. I respect it. Like if we get vulnerable, like no, like no funny, I slip my wrist. Like look at like watch myself slip my wrist, Mm -hmm. pick my vein up and make sure. Because I wanted to make sure that I slip my wrist. I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but like in that fit, but what I don't want to be here. That's all I was thinking. Okay. I don't want to be here. 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 But what were your current circumstances that made you feel like you didn't want to be alive anymore? Um, like speaking from then or mm-hmm. looking at myself? No, speaking from then. Like what were you going, well, what were the circumstances that you were feeling when you did that? I felt like there was a, a large part of me that was missing. Too early on as a kid, there were a lot of things that as a child, I felt like a kid was supposed to have was taken from me. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't realize it was a lot of my decision making based on not having the knowledge to begin with. Mm-hmm. So like look, that's why I say, like looking back on myself now, I can say like it was my choices. It was my choices in that in lack of knowledge. When you make choices and you don't have the knowledge, you don't know what the fuck you're choosing to do. Mm-hmm. So I was choosing a lot of shit well, that had me in a lot of fucked up positions. Mm-hmm. And at the time, right in the moment, I was thinking like, no matter what happens after this, I want to end this. If I go to hell, I'm a, I'm gonna talk to my nigga God after this. Like I was not thinking past go. It was like I'm just gonna die. This this this, this gonna be over. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too much future. Mm-hmm. And what did you do to get yourself out of that? It was a, it was a, there were a lot of significantly. I think the recurrent theme in my life. It's like having to, I mean, with everybody, we're just a, a culmination of whatever we've been through and the lessons we learned and how it made us and the mm-hmm. habits that it gave us and the defense mechanisms and the coping mechanisms and the types of relationships we engage in. But the recurrent theme personally for me was, was there was a, there was a something that I was seeking. Now I could call it, I guess, like affection or something. Like I wanted that so bad. Like I wanted it. <laughs> I was I was so gassed and I wanted it. And I felt like I needed it and I, and I wasn't getting it. Or I wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting what I needed. Right. And it caused me to do a lot of things that was unnecessary. Okay. And a lot of attention seeking, harm, self-harm. I like, I, like not knowledge. But I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I want, I'm going to do what I want and it's going to bring attention to me. How old were you? You mind me asking? Fourteen. Fourteen. <clears throat> that's yeah. like right. That's a, that's a that's a baby. First of all, yes, that is a that is a baby. What the fuck was I thinking? That's crazy. I'm saying it out loud. Fourteen years old. If you could tell, if you now could tell yourself at fourteen years old anything to prepare. Oh, I don't. That's I don't. I didn't. That's not even a question. I'm 30 now. I got a 10-year-old baby. My 10-year-old baby is me. That's all the way me. So every time I ask myself, what would I do for me then? I do it for my baby now. Mm-hmm. Any, everything I wanted, the mom that I wanted, the relationship that I wanted, that you could come to me. Every single decision, every single, everything that's loaded in my life is because of her. What would I, what, who do I want to be? The mom that I want to, the mom that I am right now is the mom that I wanted me to have. So, that's you. my yeah, proud of you. Yeah, I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. 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 ye
for me, it's um, I kind of hit depression. I think in high school. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was since I was a kid, like as far as I can remember, I had like one idea of what I always wanted to do in my life. And what was that? Just I wanted to do acting. Mm-hmm. Just be on a public scale. Just wanted like the world to love me, spread mm-hmm. love like that. Um, let's see. Heartbeat. This way, anxiety. Came <coughs> Sorry. But um, so yeah, I think, and as I started to reach sixteen, I started to get into relationships, meet people like that. I think I fell into a pit of depression after like breakups and stuff like that. And uh, led me to make certain choices. Failed out of college first semester. Just paid all that money and just flushed out the drain in, in two months. Came back. Um, my um, see, it's, it's deep. It's it's too many things to have together. I, I leave college, come back. My mom, um, my mom got married. Um, so my mom got married. She's been single since I was nineteen. My mom got married to her high school sweetheart. Mm, so, but. I knew of this person coming in. I, he wasn't a stranger. My whole family knew him. So it wasn't that whole phase where it's like, I got, I get to be the rude son and like, yo, what's up, my mom? Like, we, how you like my mom? So like that. Everyone already accepted him. So I had to accept everything at 19. Um, come back from college. My mom's moving. She goes to Florida. I moved to my dad's house, sleep on the couch for a year. And I'm in some weird depression for like a couple of years. And now it's been like, I feel like my life has gone completely past and I haven't done what I wanted to do. I feel like I was put on this earth to do one thing and I've let myself just like waste away. Mm-hmm. And that turned into anxiety because I started feeling like the clock is ticking on my life. I started to feel like, yo, I'm 24 now. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Like, what do I have to do? I started getting frantic. And then the last few years, I've just been having anxiety attacks. And that's been like, just chilling right now, just pass out, flat out. So it's been like my friends could count for mad times we're just chilling. They've had to like catch me, make sure my head went before. Please don't. No, I'm good now. I'm saying now. The thing is, it's happened so much that I got used to being able to like call it. Like I could, I've been in parties and I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna happen in like the next five minutes. And like I'll go out and I'll just let this happen. But I start to now that I'm 25 realize how this whole path has hit that point. Mm-hmm. And I th- and I think it's stupid because it's all been like little dumb shit that's put me in depression, like this like a breakup or some shit. And I, and I let so much time get by and it's I feel like I wasted so much time and now I'm like panicking to figure everything out. I think it's like based off what you guys have told me, like listening to y'all about like depression and stuff, it's like a scramble, like a, just having no control over your emotions. It is no control, but it's also I think it it's your yeah, it's no as having no control and not knowing what to do. And then by not knowing what to do, you make certain choices and then you have to deal with the consequences that you're not ready to face. That's what it is. You gain a daze and then like it's what you do in that point. Like I I I was depressed like everybody else does, but I made stupid ass choices. I mm. went to school and just flushed everything out the drain. Like that's my fault. Like, that's that's just that's just me dumbing out, like not going to class. I had a 0.8 GPA. You know how much you know what you have to do to get not a single yeah. point in a GPA? God damn. Absolutely nothing. Like you do nothing. <laughs> like literally nothing. And that's all I did. And then to this day, I still feel like I'm I'm playing catch up. It's I know it'll all work out, but it's like, damn, like it's just it's so it's I I feel like I've done so much stupid shit. Well, what do you focus on mostly when you think about that? Like 
do you put your thoughts and your focus on the past and the fact that the clock has been ticking? Or do you put your focus on you need to get started and you need to start doing shit? Like, you need to start, you know, going out there and doing the shit that you wanted to do. Like, where are you? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I feel like, like I when kind you of, think about I feel it, like, like what, what the problem is, is I feel like I lost myself in this whole process. Mm-hmm. Like all the all the qualities that I thought would get me to where I want to be, I feel like they've kind of got like grayed out. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be like a huge social person and now I struggle with that shit. Like I, like one-on-one conversations are hard or horrendous for me. Like I hate, and then this feel like, like that was like my thing. I was such, like everyone loved me. I was so, I was the best person to be around. And I feel like mm-hmm. I lost that. And that's what makes it really hard now to get back. I feel like I'm getting back to myself and I got to catch up with life. And that, that's what triggered me having anxiety, which I never had until I would turn like 22. And it hit hard. And where would you say you're at with it right now? Um, I think I've developed a, a, a rare amount of self-awareness. I got an episode on self-awareness. I think that's a skill that I developed, but I think I'm just now getting into the point where I'm executing it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was at a point where I was just like listing, like I'm doing this. That's this went wrong because I, like, okay, and then I would just always walk around with. Oh, I know why that happened, but I mm-hmm. never would like have a, a plan. And so now I'm getting to the point now where I'm just like fixing the shit. I'm just, I'm self aware. I'm, I'm like I said earlier. I'm, I'm in. The, if I'm getting caught in a funk. I look at like, yo, what are you doing right now? I gotta go. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. Yeah, I think how we speak to ourselves is so important. Like. That's something that I'm very big on. Like, some people would tell you, like, I'm conceited. I'm full of myself. Like, all the time, like, get over yourself. But it's it's not even like that. It's like, I'm going to always make sure that the love that I expect, I can give myself first. That's always number one. You know? Because I feel like if I could do it for me, then I could do it for other people. If my cup is full, it can overflow. So I'm saying, but I got to be able to do it for myself first. I don't want to have to seek anything external to kind of like be my happiness. Like, I feel like I need to make myself happy. And then that way I can make somebody else happy. So I feel you on the whole, like, you know, having to be self-aware, having to, that's, that's mad important. That's really hard for people to do. It is because, because you know, the, the, where people, they blur the lines is self-assessing and beating yourself up. Where that's where, because... People get too hard on themselves. That's right. Yeah, you can't. You gotta. You gotta acknowledge what it is that you're doing wrong, but not be so hard on yourself. Like, all right, yo, you fucking up. That it is. But then also, what you gonna do about it? Like, that's why I asked you, what do you focus I on? I think the fact that we could do that is a skill because if you look at the common people, it's not a skill. It's just time. I think I would say no because, because I, I know so many people it. who are so well off, but they. Like they don't, they don't be seeing. They they don't know what they do. They they'll do something and try to like blame on something else. They have no sense of like accountability. Yeah, I don't think it's like a skill, none of that. I I would say it's learned behavior. Yeah, learned behavior. That, I, learned I don't think behavior. a lot of. I think barely like it's. I think that's very uncommon to meet somebody and they're self aware of their actions. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll. How many people do you know will do some shit and hit you up the next day like yo, I, like I fucked up. I shouldn't have did that. Like when mm-hmm. I think about it, like I was in the wrong fact. I don't know any anybody that does that. Excuse me. Except I for me, unless there are those who are fortunate enough to learn how to do that. But it's less Say that again. Than, like, I said, unless you, there are those who are fortunate enough to, like, during this lifetime now, 
they've yes. learned how to do that because yeah. I don't want to overshare but I'll go there like yeah. that like I could never you would have never heard me having this time I wouldn't be sitting here right now like it was a totally different with all of us with totally different people from that person right now like like right now I'm I'm right so here. blown that I'm even sitting here because I wouldn't be sitting here but you know how many people would not be sitting here? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They would not. <laughs> they would have never. They even they, been, they they cannot. Yeah. They cannot. That's too much. That's too much. Like knowing, like looking at yourself. That's too much. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why people fear that. I don't know why people fear the idea of just facing yourself because it's like, you, you. We can only control ourselves. So. If I need to look myself in the mirror and tell myself that I need to get my shit together, I better be the one that could do that. You know, mm-hmm. like I better be the one that can look myself in the mirror and acknowledge where I am. You know why you can say this? Because I've overcome. But it's I haven't done anything I magical. Like, so like I've literally so just like I I decided to just want more for myself. Like I was I it for me it just kind of happened where I was like. Also, I feel like I'm. I say this jokingly all the time, but I am dead ass. Like I was anointed. I swear to God, y'all. I don't mean to swear, but I was anointed. But anyways, but anointed I f- and protected. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like there came a point in time in my life where because, and this is why I say. So I'm gonna just briefly tell y'all a little bit, like you know, about me. This is why I asked. This is why I I kind of phrased it in a way of wanting to have an outside looking in on depression because. I was really, 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 really sad in life, but depressed, I personally wouldn't say that I was, maybe, I don't know. But anyways, for me, it was more more so, I, I went to a point in time in my life where I was seeking love. Like, I was trying to fill that void. Where that, like you said, that affection, you know, I obviously grew up together, but... I went through that point in time where it was just like, wow, like, I just want love, you know? Like, I want to feel love from other people. And then I started putting myself in stupid-ass relationships and situations that I knew were not good for me, but it was comfortable. And it was some sort of form of love or what I thought was love back then. And there came a time where I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of going through this shit. Like, I'm tired of other expecting other people which we can't control and that's the fucking thing about it, is that you cannot control people like so exactly huh was it like a last straw for you yeah it was like i realized that i was in a state that i was not supposed to be in like this feels fucking terrible because i'm not supposed to be here like and i don't want to be here anymore you know like i want to the ideas that i had for my life and myself i wanted that i was ready to like you said execute it was a, it was a point in time where it was like okay I don't want to feel this. I got to do something about it because you you realize we only get to be us. There's certain things about you that make who you are who you are. Same for you, same for you, same for you, same for me. Like we cannot be duplicated and people so much compare themselves and we worry and that fucks everything up. You know what I'm saying? Like and that takes you off your journey. That takes you off your path. And what I decided to do was just focus on me and my shit. And, like, I indulged in the fuck out of myself. And it was to a point where it was like, okay, now that I'm good, I want to help other people feel that way too. I want to help, I want to understand what it is that other people feel and other people go through. Because 
I learned that you can't tell people to like how to feel what they feel, you know? Like, you just got to listen to them. It's learning to listen and just allowing people to be exactly who they are. Like, allowing them to embrace their own individuality in front of you and being comfortable with that. And I'm like, okay, if I can be comfortable with myself, like, if I'm comfortable no matter where I go, people will feel comfortable around me. Like, we... Well, for you guys, like, you know, I'm just meeting you guys, you know? So, and it's like, this is all new company for everybody. Oh, yeah. And, but look how comfortable we are. Facts. But that's... Therapeutic for you? Therapeutic? I won't say therapeutic, I'll say fulfilling. Mm. Why so? Sorry. Because I'm a type of person, I understand that we are all one. I understand that we're all connected. At the end of the day, a lot of times I have conversations with people and they ask me, you know, like, especially people that have seen me grow in the past few years, like, they're like, you know, what have you done or what is, what is it, like, you know, that you be doing? Like, oh, the podcast. And it's like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't listen to podcasts to to kind of get me on my, my self-love journey. Like, I'm using my podcast to get people motivated and inspired to do the real life thing. You know, you feel what I'm saying? But when I tell people that I have also, you know, built a relationship with God, it gets to like a screw face sometimes. And I, the way that I see it is, well, you see how I am. You see how happy I am. You see the light and the energy that I permeate. And then you ask what it is that I'm doing. And then when I tell you, you you give me that face, you know, like you kind of question it. And it's like, well, this this is what it is for me. You know, like I believe in God. And that's, I have my own personal relationship. And I feel like people need to understand that, like I said earlier, it's about knowing, understanding that of a source, you know? And that is what saved me at that point in time where I kind of just feel, when I kind of just, I can't do this shit no more. I can't feel like this. Like, I don't want to have these negative thoughts. Like, I don't want to think that I don't want to be on this world no more. I don't want to feel like that. And that saved me. And when I share that with people, sometimes they can't quite understand it. They can't quite see it. But it's like, if you just open your mind and your heart to something, like, you just have to know we are all, like, our hearts are all beating right now. Right now. All of our hearts. Like, we are all built the same fucking way. Literally. And you don't, you don't think that th- th- that's a pur- there's a purpose for that? You don't think that that was not desi- designed like that? We share energy. We blame. Exactly. Like, we, like science, science has literally proven that we can exchange energy. Like, it has been proven. For those people that be like, oh, I believe in science, there you fucking go. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, that shit has literally been proven. So, why are people so... I feel like... It's just society that have made people question so much of the supernatural. I think personally, because I'm a type of person, I like to be by myself a lot of times. Like I love the company of others sometimes, but when I need to replenish, I need to like, and I need to kind of get in tune with my own my own energy, and that helps a lot. And I don't know, I just feel like people need to just be a little bit more open to that. You know, I love bringing people to church. Like, I go to Hillsong. But you also, you also can't get upset when you don't want to, though. That's fine. I will never, that's the thing, though. I don't force anything on anyone. Like, it's just for those people that ask me. 
you know, those like people. My friend that... is the same way where he he goes to the I think he goes to the same kind of church where it's like it's a it's a it's a big it's mm-hmm. a big venue. Mm-hmm. And like I've told him like politely I, I don't want to, and then he's got he's got kind of pushy about it. But you like, you see you can't do that. You gotta let people come on their own time. Like you know, like I've bought her, and there's been times after that that she didn't want to come. And what can I do? I can't get upset. I can't you know like you're gonna have your own relationship how you have it. If you feel comfortable coming amongst other people, I am a people person. Like, I love to impact people. I love to help people. I love to share emotions and feelings. You know, I'm an empath. That's why I like to be in a community of people who are doing the same thing, praising and worshiping the source. You know, you understand what life is. So that's why I like to go to church. So if someone can't understand that or at least be open to that, then that's okay. But I will always extend the invitation. That's always on my part because I will never be in the way of somebody getting closer to God because I've bought so many people that have been like, yo, thank you. That was like so amazing. It has been overwhelming and emotional for some people, but they still left feeling a little bit more impacted. Okay. Yeah. And that's all, all that right. matters. Yeah, exactly. So for the next story, you over there, Miss the yeah, <laughs> Stephanie. So tell us a story for you that you have been through that significantly impacted you, like your depression? Like, I need to understand, like, what it was, you know? Like, what was the source, you know? Like, what triggered, like, what happened? Is it, was it one specific thing? Was it a few things? You know what? I'm gonna, this is gonna sound different, but it wasn't things for me. It was, like, people, you know? Yeah, because you're catching your emotional. We we soak up all the emotions around us. Yeah, so you know, it's like I was just around people who I part me and them both participated in sharing toxic energy, you know? And it was like per like I feel like everyone had their own individual issues, of course. Mm-hmm. But for me, the way I internalized it, I feel like I took it hard, but I also flipped it because I felt free after that, in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I had a pretty good childhood growing up, you know. Like, I lost my mom, but I was well taken that. care of, you know. like, mm-hmm. And I'm still very well taken care of, even though I've made stupid decisions that, you know, sometimes I'll be like, damn, I could have done that differently. But it is what it is, and I've learned to accept things and move forward because, you know, whatever happened, happened. You can't change it. That's how I look at shit now. Before, I used to be like, fuck, what did I do? Did I fuck up? You know, like... How how am I supposed to, like, go on and not have these friends? Like, who am I going to interact with? You know, like, or I love this bitch. You know, I don't really want to see her with anyone else. So it's mm-hmm. like battling that at the same time. It was like some weird shit. So for me, it happened in 2017. Mm-hmm. It was like one incident where I was a mutual party between two parties that we were all friends at one point. But then it's a party <laughs> a party's about like six people. <laughs> you know, a little party, photo. Party, two people. <laughs> three's, a, three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. So, so six go, is a party. You feel me? Like, it was mad of us. Like, it's like two sides, basically. Okay. The two sides, we were all cool. We were all one side. And then the two sides had a situation and I was in the middle. And like, the, I had I had gotten like physically sick at one point because like, it was so much like for me. Like, both parties were like, well, are you going to side with me? Or like, are you going to side with me? And, like, I couldn't handle it because I was basically fighting with both of my best friends. That's how it was for me. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, my God. So then I got sick. I went to the hospital. And whatever, I recovered from that. And then they stopped speaking. And then there was a fight. 
like it got physical in a club. We got kicked out the club. Someone got pepper sprayed. It was a lot, you know, like. So I was like, what the fuck? And then I got sick again. I just kept getting sick, like. And then I'm like, yo, but what is wrong with me? So whatever, it's now 2018 and I have a pretty good job. Everything is going good, whatever. The summer, like, shit's like, tensions start rising again. Mm-hmm. And like this time, I'm a little bit prepared for it. So I kind of like wave those waters and I just keep it pushing, you know, whatever. Now it's 2018 and it's maybe December. I found out some shit. And just just thinking back to that moment when I found out what I found out, I was like, damn, like, like I completely shut down. So I had a family member, I had a family emergency at the time. Mm-hmm. And my aunt, who is the person that I live with, I'm so used to her. Like, that's basically like my mother. I'm always mm-hmm. with her, you know, it's just like, not always with her, but you know, we see each other a lot and we do a lot. And so she had to uproot and go take care of that family emergency. So I was now by myself. Hence the whole bathtub, smoking in the crib shit. So like, because I had that breakdown, at that point I had already lost those friends. So remember that whole shit before Mm -hmm. I had, we had all stopped speaking. What I found out was something with my relationship and that really like shook my whole world because it was like, whoa, like I wasn't expecting it. And then I didn't have my friends. How long was your relationship? At that point, my relationship had been two years. And then it was like a lot of back and forth. So I just shut down. I was working at a job and I wouldn't go. I would show up whenever I wanted to. I wouldn't eat. I would smoke. People would like be like, yo, Steph, you know, I'd be like, nah. Like I like did not wanna like I had one friend, but it was like she barely saw me. So I was by myself that whole month and I would like literally like cry all the fucking time. Because I felt hurt because of the things that others did to me. So then at some point, I'm like, wait, wait a second. Like, niggas really got me fucked up because it's like, what? So I see niggas is really happy and I'm like in this depressed ass state mm-hmm. and it's like, well, <laughs> is is it just me or did we not just have, oh, so you don't even care. Like, So did you realize that you had internally took yes. those, yes. you took those emotions and you just... yeah. It just spurred out of control. Yeah, because that's what it sounds like, like, listening to the story. Yeah, like, I felt like, oh, my God, like, I have to feel all this. And I was beating myself up because I was like, what can I have done differently, like, in my relationship and in my friendships? Like, because I felt like those people, I needed those people. Yeah. But then... With that, I feel like, sorry to cut you off. This is just, like, you know, because the reason why I'm asking guys Mm -hmm. for stories is so, like, I can, like, you know, tell you, like, you know. Yeah. And... I think that's like you need boundaries. Like you gotta know, you gotta know boundaries. Like you know, be there for people, care for people, but have boundaries. Where that energy starts to conflict with your own energy, you gotta cut that shit off. Like that's why I say me first. Right. That's why I'm on that. I gotta make sure I'm always good no matter what, because there has to be a boundary. Because if not, shit like that starts happening. Like look at that situation. It was a situation with you and mad other people that put you into a fucking state of depression. Yeah, literally. Like, and made you start having anxiety. Like, all this shit happened because of other shit that happened with other people. To me, that sounds fucking crazy. Like, I'm like, yo, hell fucking no. Like, Like, well, I would take accountability because... Yeah, no, I'm... Yeah, of course. But I'm... Yeah, like, you know, like, but that's the type of shit is like when you got to realize, like, all right, there needs to be a boundary because at the end of the day, I got to make sure I'm good because ain't nobody else going to make sure you good how you will make sure you good. 
Yeah. And that was and that was the turning point for me. You know, like I had a I had had a conversation with somebody and then New Year's Eve, I brought in the year really good because what I did was I spent time like and with my family because mm-hmm. of that whole family emergency we had came together and it was like, you know, it remind the holidays always brings my family together and that always is it helps me. It helps mm-hmm. me cope, you know, because we're we're small but we're pretty close. So it's like brought in the new year with my family and then I well now I'm single, so like I'm still back and forth with my ex, but I'm single. <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck that means. And then I had like my friend, who's my only friend at this point. She's like, Oh, you know, you should um you should get out there, you know, you should try to, you know, I met a girl, you know, you should come to me. And mm-hmm. you know, my friend knew that I because I, I had a plan and I was getting off course. So then my friends were like, yo, so like what's up with that? Like, you good? Like I had that sit that support system that was like like my real niggas that was like, yo, Steph, like the niggas that was like, yo, come out. Like, and I was like, oh shit, like niggas really fuck with me. Like, I don't only fuck with them niggas. Like, so I'm like, oh, wait a second. It was because I was making those choices. I was choosing to like, you know, put myself in those situations. So for me, I just, like I said, I, I stuck to the plan and then I got around creatives like myself. And then I started to reinvest, start investing in myself again. And those boundaries that I created was I took it so far as to it was like, I don't even want to speak to you anymore. Like, if you do one thing to me that I feel, that you mm-hmm. make me feel like like shit and you don't respond well, you don't take accountability for it, like, that's it. You're a dub. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm only giving you one chance because I gave, I can't do that with you. No, I can't. Like, I'm sorry. Like, for example, the last boundary that I set was maybe in August and I cut a front off that was someone who was really important to me but at the end of the day it just wasn't working for me there's people who like you love and stuff like that but like it's like girl no like I'm sorry I'm like half and half with the with the one and done because I'm low-key forgiving yeah, but I'm I'm a little too forgiving, and when people like you, I also all cancers are forgiving. Yeah, exactly. Too. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I was like, yo, it's niggas got me forgiving. fucked up. Like, nah, I can't keep forgiving y'all. Like, fuck that. So then, when I cut that person off, I'm not gonna lie. It that when I set that boundary, it's like, oh yeah. And then the last boundary I had to set was with my ex. You know, like I'm honestly fresh off setting a boundary from last night, where I didn't get something that I wanted. So I was like, oh, it's so low for you, like. Just straight like that because I've been so forgiving for the past three years you mm-hmm. know, with my friendships. You know, like I needed to like focus on myself. So now that I'm focused on myself, I have so much to, to like right now, like I'm launching my clothing brand. I just did visuals, which I'm going to drop December 1st. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some pants. Yeah. I do pants. You feel me? Like I'm trying to get into making sure that I give back. Like you said, it's about mm-hmm. impacting others mm-hmm. and it's about. Fulfilling, like like you said, filling my cup and then it overflows and then I can bless other people because it's like, for me, helping others helps me because I know that it feels good knowing that I'm good and you good. Mm. But before it used to be like, well, I just want to make sure you good. And that's what ties in with the people that I had around me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it was like, I just want to make sure you good. It's cool. But then I started neglecting myself and then I'm like, wait a second. like, Do you think that and I asked her this earlier, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask all of y'all this. Do you think that throughout the rest of your life, 
there will be no more troubles, trials. For like, no, do you think that as someone who experiences depression, shall I, shall I say, do you think that you will no longer go through it again? Like, do you understand that it's a season and that you may experience it again? Like, what yes, is it absolutely. For you? I know that I'm, there's going to be times where I'm going to be depressed, but I'm going to handle it better. Exactly. Because yes. you know better. Because I know yes. better. Now I'm going to do better. See, that's the thing I want people to really realize is that, like, you can really get out of it. I feel like people... Well, you can't get out of it, but you can... You can overcome it slowly, yeah. Like, slowly and surely, you can, you can have it. the that's will. You have to have the self-awareness, like we said earlier. Like, you need to have the self-awareness, period, point blank. Like, you got to be able to look yourself in the mirror. Like, don't be afraid. Don't beat yourself up about it, but just be like, yo, like, it's all right. Life happens to every single person. Why do you keep shaking your head? No. <laughs> I want to know why, I Because... The ones you want, the ones you impact who you can, period. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. But the ones you want to impact the most, they don't know no better. That's it. Well, like I said earlier, because she asked me that, I felt like Loki, she was trying to challenge me. And I was like, she better not do this on the fucking recording because this bitch. But anyways, I kept telling her, like, you know, what I can do for people, because she was like, as someone who has the light and you want to bring it to people who are currently, like, not have, obviously you guys have overcome your stages to a certain extent, shall I say. But how do, what she's like, what is it that you tell those people? She's like, you know, although you can say all the positive things, the uplifting things, in that moment, some people just can't grasp what you're saying. And I'm like, well, in that moment, I'm not putting a timeline. I don't want to say, like, because it wasn't a timeline put on me. Like, I've been learning to love myself for fucking years, years. And I'm just at, like, the peak. You know what I'm saying? But it's just planting the seed for people. Mm-hmm. So that, when they get to that point, where they want better and they realize that they can't feel like this no more, that seed that you planted, they're going to come back to that. And if they have that support, now their willpower is tapping in. And then once the willpower and the support is together, that's what I want people to understand. Like, I feel like it's all, like, I'm very big on, like, we have control. Like, we, you have to, you have to get it. You have to learn to spend time with yourself enough. And I feel like people are so afraid to spend time with themselves because they don't know who they are. Some people don't, they don't, they haven't. I had to learn that. Yeah, like they haven't really gotten to learn who they are or learn to like who they are or learn to fix the things that they didn't like. There's things about myself that I didn't like that I had to fix. There's currently still things about myself that I'm learning to fix. Exactly. But it's just wanting that enough. And it's, I want everybody to want that. And it's like you said, I ain't going to be able to like touch everybody that I come across with. But at least I'll maybe plant a seed. Yeah. So that when you come back to it. And you get the conversation started, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Motivation conversations. (laughs) (laughs) No, but just saying, though, like, that's that's the purpose. It's like, I want people to realize, like, is we can, you just need to do it. You just need to understand that there's better out there. And the reason why I asked you if you think that you will undergo a season of depression again is because most people act like they, they, they're not. But more so that they are, and it's like, okay, we're not, like, you are human. So when you know better, you do better. And I said, like, earlier, I'm big on that. So if you understand it now at this level, and you understand that it's a period, and it's you feeding yourself the negative thoughts and, you know, being negative towards yourself, then why not do it better next time? Yeah, that's that's what happened to me. Because I experienced depression again Mm -hmm. recently, and then... I just kept, you know, like telling myself, like it's gonna be okay. Like it's, it's like, 
Right. You just you just gotta keep people just you just gotta be there for yourself, out. right? Like, like yeah, I, I used to put post-its on my my mirror. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, that ass. Like, like yeah, yeah, like you gotta be like, yo, you are beautiful, you are powerful, you are happy. Like you gotta remind yourself, like yo, because if you, I'm telling you, if you can do it for yourself, you're never gonna seek yeah, it anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Hope, I'm you're never gonna seek it. I'm not laughing because like. It's hilarious. Mm. I wish I had that because I lived with my aunt Mm. and my cousin used to write faggot on the mirror just to like poke fun at me. I mean, but fuck it. That's who you are. So it's like, all right, bitch, so what? Thank you. I wish somebody would have said, oh, you're beautiful. At least myself. Yeah, that, but that's the thing. You you gotta you gotta say for yourself. You, know? you gotta look yourself in the mirror and be like, "You're beautiful." Let me tell you, baby, you're beautiful. Okay. All right. So now tell me your story. Like, what was it for you that you experienced? Like, shit. Um, to explain it because it's like. I hate to. Like, I don't want to discredit anybody, but it's a lot darker than what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And um, we have to have a prologue, which is before I was born, and that's my mom. My mom was a drug addict since she was like thirteen, and she lost two other kids. Well, not lost them, but she had to give them up to the state or to the other family. One sister, my older sister, went to her family, and my other sister went to the state. And then when she had me, she decided to like do her best to keep me. And I was raised with that craziness. And it's a lot of dysfunction, um, moving around, being homeless, uh, abuse, narcissism, and just overall toxicity that a lot of kids shouldn't have like grown up with. But it was normal for me. And I would say that was like the start of like anxiety with her. And um I lost my dad when I was a teenager, went into high school. And that's when I really knew that, like, shit was, like, not normal for me. Because I went to other people's houses and I saw how their, like, Mm -hmm. mom treated them or, like, just cared for them. Or Mm -hmm. it was, it's not like she didn't care for me. Because honestly, like, I love the woman. But it was dysfunctional. She kept me warm when I was cold. I was always fed. It might have not have been name brand, but you know the fuck what? She... I'll wear the shit out of Payless any day. Old Navy. Like, she let me do what I want. I was a good kid. She bought me books. But it was just nuances. Like, how she would react to certain things and her strict rules that were just, like, unobtainable. Because we're all human. And there was days where I didn't like the food. Mm, And I would get hit. I wouldn't understand why her purses were on the wall, nailed to the wall and get beat with like whatever she could find. So I got kicked out, lived with my aunt for a few years, went through high school. And then I would say early on in like my senior year, she kicked me out, went back with my mom the week of Thanksgiving. The week after I got kicked out from her and we had an altercation. That was our first fight. And I was getting ready to go to school. I was in fashion, I had a fashion class and I made a friend a skirt and um, I was fixing the skirt. And the weirdest part about that is that I woke up at six o'clock in the, the morning to her staring at me. So I guess she was on a bender. Like she was just staring at me and she was being weird. And I didn't understand that at the time or maybe I didn't want to acknowledge it, but she came up behind me while I had the scissors cutting the skirt, the hem and getting it all cute. 
and went like this. And I was like, what the fuck? With no warning, covered in my eyes. And she was like, I was just feeling your temperature. I was like, you can ask. And then she came up to me, like we, we exchanged words. She was like, oh, you're not going to school. You're going to tell me what's wrong. And I said, nothing's wrong. I'm like busy. I'm going to like, I don't know what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And she grabbed the scissors and tried to snatch them off my hands. And I had to like restrain her. And I was like, don't touch me. Like, what are you doing? Leave me alone. I'm leaving. She came up behind me and fucking clocked me. And that was it. We fought. I kept trying to push her away from me, get my book back and be out. And she ended up pulling a knife out on me. And I went to live with my grandma for the next 17 to 25. It's what, eight years, right? Yeah. Damn. Go ahead, mathematician. <laughs> but my grandmother became my best friend. And I was already getting close for her because I would help her with her work and go help her do her cleaning and then that just sealed the deal and I was working whatever and I went to school that's where I met this one and like in the middle of school my mom called me and decided to tell me that my dad died he was already in a coma from 13 and I was like trying to like do whatever but he was dead he He had brain damage and he was missing pieces of his skull it was a sight to see, but I just watched them wither away. And I already came to terms with it but at that time, but I didn't guess how fucked up I would be. And I started missing a whole class. I would go to work instead of the class they do. And I failed that class, got to see in another class. And one day my grandmother called me while I was at work and was like, I forgot what I was calling you for. And dementia runs in my family. And that was just the start of Alzheimer's. And I took the next semester off, quit my job, tried to get another job, didn't keep that. And I was just there with her for like the next two years. And I would say that's where depression like hit me the hardest because I didn't go outside. I didn't, I didn't even look in a mirror for like a long ass time because I wasn't eating. I didn't want to go see the sun. I was pale as fuck. I looked crazy as fuck when I decided to look in the mirror, but it took me a long ass while. I had a dog from my mom who randomly got a dog and then she couldn't take care of it. And I was like, bring the dog here. Bring the fucking dog here. Cause she was doing her own thing, being homeless and living in other people's houses. So I ended up taking care of that dog. And that's the only time I would go outside take her outside, come back in. And I was fine. Had a PlayStation. I was playing games. I thought I was being kind of social, but even then it was weird. It was weird. And it ended when um, like me and her got into a fight and she left the dog there. Meanwhile, I was already taking care of the fucking dog. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how, but, or why. But I was like, I have to do something for the dog. And that dog got me out of the fucking depression. I was suicidal since I was like fucking 13. Cut a dog. What? Cut a dog. She's a multi-poo. Her name is Bella. Shout out to Bella. But um, <laughs> no. she's mad cool. And she, she was my dog. I fucking taught her tricks. Dogs would do that. Hell yeah. Dogs she would get you through anything. Hell yeah. Some, it's like some, some uh, your form of support. Hell yeah. No, my grandmother was the same way though. Because like... The reason my grandmother was so detrimental to, like, my health, well, not detrimental, but, like, 
supportive or like everything to my health was because she caught me trying to cut myself with a razor one night when my mom left me. And that's a question for for you two that that's, that have an experience with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what is um what is the fulfillment of that? It I did not want to die. It's At the inflicting moment, inflicting pain upon it's yourself. It's not even that. You know what it is. I want my life as I know it right now to end. Like all the pain I know, like it's not. It's not even the act of cutting myself and dying. It's more so like just take me away. Take me away. But. But you don't think that if you were really trying to kill yourself, you wouldn't do it a different way? Like, I don't want to get like dark like that, but just I've always wondered like the whole, the whole cutting yourself something. I want just wanted to know like the, the, the exact thought process behind that. I was young. I was thirteen when I did it, and I never did it ever. After. People say that it makes them feel alive, from what I've heard. It felt alright. That's what I'm saying. It's a form of inflicting pain upon yourself, like because you have that negative self talk. You already in that state of mind. So it's like, okay, let me put myself to okay. I'm already fuck it. Like I'm already in this this state of mind. So let me just inflict pain. The mind can play so many tricks on you, I think. I think the mind can play a lot of tricks on us if we don't have control over it. Like we can go into like a really bad negative spiral in a way. And then it, it fucks us up. Like you know, and I think right now, like something I did want to talk about on this podcast because it's been, it's just been on my heart and my mind. I had saw a post about this little girl and, um, hold on. So before I had read the caption, I looked at the pictures and she was so beautiful, so pretty. I was like, oh my God, this little girl is so cute. And then I read the caption. She had committed suicide for like mental health. Like, and I, and it just... And the way that I felt about it was kind of like, damn, like, you know, this little girl was 17 and she went through, she probably had, like, she could have been saved if she would have had that support and if she would have had that comfortability to talk freely about what she feels, to know that even if she doesn't understand it, there's somebody there that's willing to just let her speak. Because sometimes... We have so much going on in our mind that it's like scrabble. And when you speak it out, sometimes like people, you can make yourself understand. Like you hear yourself speaking and you're like, like she'll tell you, I do it all the time. Like I'll say things, I'll ask her questions. And then she'll be like, you just gave yourself the answer right there. But it's sometimes you just need to get it out of your mind. And other times it's that people can help you figure it out. Mm -hmm. But it just really affected me. Like, damn, this little girl was only 17 years old. You even know what's going on at 17 years old. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're so young. You know what I'm saying? Like, life hasn't really even happened to you. Yeah, I I would hope, you know? Like, because it seems as if she can't, like, she had a good family. But it's like, still, like, it really made me sad. Like, and I feel like social media has a lot to do now with how teenagers and kids are trying to live their life. You know, they're comparing themselves to what they see online, and that shit is not real. And I feel like, I don't know how old they are, but I'm 27. I'm 26. Okay. Well, you're 30. Same. 27? 26. And you're 25. Okay, cool. So. I feel like for us growing up, it, we had we had phones, but like the internet, we had like MySpace, but it wasn't like yeah. that. Like I feel like now yeah, it's way too often that, yeah, it's like now it's way too often that kids are talking about depression and anxiety. And like she said earlier, like you don't know what the fuck that is. Like you, yeah. you. It's, it's in. 
Yeah, it's like, and it's, that's not okay because it's real. Like, people really do suffer from that. And it's it's a real mental health disease in a way. Like, you know? And that shit is going to an extent of that children are dead has taken their lives. And that that really bothers me. Like, that's sad. And it's like, this is why I want to help people. This is why I want to go around and start planting seeds in people and showing them, like, yo, you you got it. Like, just be yourself. Like, don't try to be anybody else in this world. Like, we we all blessed with being ourselves. Like, there's no reason that you should try to be anybody else. Like, I love the fuck out of me because I get to only be me. There's nobody else that I can go and be. I can only be who I am. And when there's no one else, there's only you. Exactly. That's all you got? Exactly. Honestly, when I, like, don't understand what people are doing or why they would do it, I always say, I'm glad on me and they're them. Because yeah. I couldn't do that. You got to respect people's individuality. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to understand that, you know, sometimes you're not always going to understand people, but I you just got to let... think like you or believe what you believe. Yes. It also confirms... That's true, too. Like, you know, you got to surround yourself with, like, like-minded people. Yeah. But... As long as you're honest and upfront about how you feel, all right, I might not agree with it, but, you know, at least I, at least you're honest about it. It's yeah. fine. Like, I, do, I, 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 I don't see anything wrong with that. But people get so fixated on like pressing how they feel and they want to like police people on how they feel mm-hmm. sometimes that they just can't accept like, yo, I'm this way, you're this way, we coexist in the same way. Exactly. And that's fine. And that's why the, the conversations are so good that people can be open and respect each other's how they feel and still not have any room for judgment. That's what it should be about. Just like allowing people, like I respect people. As long as you respect me, I respect you. Yeah, and I like you know, having like... a conversation with conflicting views. I like hearing that perspective. I don't want everyone to think the same. Exactly, because it does give you a new perspective. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it shows you, you know, something that you didn't see before. Like, you wasn't looking at it in a certain type of way. Because, like you said, like, a lot of things that we view are based off of our experiences mm-hmm. and how life has happened to us. So, when we think about certain things, we have that outlook that it's like a, so, uh, some sort of, like, you know, fence. Okay. That, yeah, exactly. Some sort of filter that we It's just through. your own perspective. It's a ton of shit. Based off of the shit that you went through, you know what I'm saying? Like, life has happened to everybody in some form or another. It's happened to all of us. So, yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah. How do you feel about this whole summer walking thing? The it thing now is social anxiety. Like, that's like, it's... It's become the cool and trendy for people to... I feel like people need to get off the internet more and, like, get off the internet and live their lives more. But I'm like, hearing it from people in person who, 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 who I, 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 I'm, I can't... Because it's based off what oh, people it's see. It's based off... When you really think about it, 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 like, if you really think about to what it all boils down, it's based off of what people are seeing. What are you seeing? What do you feel? What's in right now? Versus when you live your real life, when you just live real life, like, because I don't, I don't relate to that at all because it, I'm being mindful of what I show myself or what I'm looking at. So you don't think it's in right now? I'm not saying I don't think it's in. I'm just saying that I'm not a part of it. I do feel like anxiety is right now, like people, especially children, depression and anxiety, like Children are talking about it in a sense, and I don't think they really understand. And that's another thing. I feel like people, as parents, they need to be a little bit more attentive in their children's lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, they need to talk to their kids more and see where they're at to make sure that they're in a healthy mental state. At least a lot of people, 
lot of these parents are just they're not they're not fully equipped on how to monitor their kids on the internet. Well, they need to be. It's all right, but they need to be like. They need to be. But it's a first. It's like because I, I have I have two younger siblings, and like my parents are great parents, but I don't. It's like it's a. And you see from, like, I'm seeing from their perspective, it's like a first-time thing for them, too. Yeah. Like, they don't know how to deal with this. And, like, my, my sister and all my youngest siblings go in the corner and watch YouTube. And wherever it takes them is where it takes them. But, I, like, it's, I think that's part of it, too. And I'm seeing it with my, my brother, who's, who's, like, five years old. Yeah. You, there's, you have to be careful with that. I think I'm, they're, they're learning things this fast. I didn't know what social anxiety and all this kind of was when I was young. They're exactly. learning a lot of things that they, they need but to But where are they learning step. it from? The internet. Exactly. That's the problem. Like, I don't think children need to be on the internet that much. Especially now. But no, then, let kids the be is, kids. They have, to, but all their friends are on the internet. So when they're not on it as well, they become the hour down in the school. That's all right. That's then you, that's when you that's when you're there for your kid. That's when you're there for your kid to make them understand like you don't need that. Like live your life, be a kid. Different. Hmm? When you send your kid out in the world, who is your kid? That's true. Your kid has his own experiences. Mm-hmm. He goes through it. You know like how that's frightening that is? I'll hug around other kids. I'll knock another kid out. You know how hard I go every day and in front of me, she got things that she could work on, but my baby is an angel. She is the greatest kid I've ever met in my life. I'm so fortunate, but I'm so scared. But you raise it with confidence that she'll go out there and make the right yeah. decisions. How do I know? How does anybody know? How do we know? You teach and you trust. How? This baby too innocent, y'all. I'm telling y'all, she's too innocent. She's too okay. innocent for this She's, world. You don't I know. can't trust that. She, I, I'm not where... You just got to understand. I, I think that with that... I'm scared. I think with that, you got to understand that life is going to happen. Like, she's going to go through that. Like, you have to... And as, what you can do as a parent, as a parent, you just got to equip her yep. with the right shit that she's going to need. Be there for her. Support her. Like, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but but then also allow life to happen because mm-hmm. she's she's gonna have to go through those experiences alone where she has to learn that lesson. Because if she missed the lesson, oh boy, it's just gonna keep happening over and over and over again. You gotta have the confidence that, like, how when you were a kid, when you would do something bad, and you before you would do, it, you would think like, oh, my mom, my mom would kill me if I did this. I right, let me not do this. You gotta raise them with that. Like she knows. Yeah, exactly. That, that, like they, they have that judgment. in the back of their mind. Like they judgment. know, you know. Like I, would, I would do anything, I think, what my, what my mom think if she found out what my dad think, and that, 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 that in my mind would stop me from doing a lot of dumb stuff. Just how, just how they, they raised me. As a kid, that made yeah. me a, a better, sneakier kid. Yeah, like you have to. I feel like you have Fair to enough. raise kids with just <laughs> that reassurance <laughs> of independence. Like, yeah, sometimes but also you're gonna love. make the kids need love. yes, like just kids love them. Like you'd be like, okay, you made a you made the wrong decision, obviously, mm-hmm. but that's okay because you will make a lot of other you will make a lot of other decisions um, that are gonna like you know be stupid to you, and you're gonna be yeah. like, damn, why would I do that? But then at some point, you know, don't beat yourself up, but also learn from it, like because it's like you're gonna be presented with choices a lot, so. Yeah, I think, I think, what it is is that people just you gotta understand that life is just gonna it's just gonna do you like <laughs> it's just gonna do you at some point or another it's gonna happen to every single person and when you just learn to take yourself like you know serious and hold yourself accountable then you're good in that journey and then you can be an example especially if you have children. Or little brothers or little sisters, especially in the ever that we're in right now, where everything is so sensitive, yeah, and it's like weird right now. 
Yeah, and it's sad. Like, I hate to see kids around just acting grown and just like, ew, I don't like that shit. Like, no, be a fucking kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love my niece because she's such a kid. She's such a kid. And she's 10. Like, she's such a 10-year-old. She's such a fucking 10-year-old. And I love her because she's a kid. Like, she likes anime. She draws. Like, you know, like, she really likes drawing. Her shit right now is drawing because my sister's an artist. So she likes to draw. So yesterday I went over, she just... First, she wanted to sit down and show me all her drawings, all her drawings. I went to the table to eat. She said, I'm coming with you. Right. So I at the table with me, show me all her drawings. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, that's what I want. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's what people need to be making sure. And I'm not one because I, I can't tell people how to parent their kids, like, you know, because I don't have kids. But I just think overall, you know, it takes a village to raise a kid. And with that support, like, it's all about support. It's all about support for me. Like, I'm, I'm really trying to, like make that a big thing because that's what my whole entire podcast is support it's like a big ass support platform where it's like i just want to inspire and motivate people like yo i get that there are certain times where you can't relate to what i'm saying because you are so dark in your mind and you are just so hell-bent and engulfed in your feelings and your emotions but you gotta fucking know that those are your feelings and your emotions and that you have control of that and you can change that you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to understand that. Like, because when you get that life, it just becomes so much easier. Like, when you, life is so good when you make sure your life is good. If that when makes you sense. make sure, when you do stuff that makes you feel good. Exactly. That's important. Yes. That's like, what I feel like. What, I, what that I always tell people good. is that everyone should, at this day and age and this millennium, we all have the ability to make money off of what we love to do. Right. And support. And yeah, if you support like, each other, we all yeah, we all got our own shit. To make money Absolutely. off of what you love to do. Absolutely. Which is we why, have... you know, <laughs> it's important. And I want to also, you know, people to do that as well. And so then you that's... open up doors for your other friends. It's none of us, we're, we're too, we don't have to do this. Like, like you're doing a podcast, this is turning something big for you. You don't all have to do this typical, like, mouse wheel thing and, mm-hmm. and, and like live that life we should all do what we like to do exactly. work should not feel like work we should not go wake up depressed right. not do going to work that, like, you know, it's kids making millions of dollars of video at. games like what, what, what am I doing right now so what's the name of your clothing line uh, 23 March 23 March yeah cool because when I was 23 years old my journey was self my, my self journey to like really like really like getting to a place where I'm happy mm-hmm. it started when I was 23 look at that you see like I feel like and you got to exchange that when we get out of here. All the, all the yeah, exactly. Like, oh, see, look yeah. at the connections that we're making. Yeah. I'll show y'all some stuff. Exactly. All right, look at what we're doing over here. But, like, you know, you see how your self-love journey produced something so big for you. Like, you you ended up doing a whole clothing line. Like, for me, it's like I ended up starting a podcast. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. for everyone else, like, we all have found our thing. And it's like, that's what it's all about. You know, yeah. that's my bottom fucking line. It's like, that's what it's all about. It's finding your thing for you. Fulfilling mm-hmm. yourself. Exactly. Like, finding your fulfillment. That's when you asked me earlier, like, what you asked me doesn't make me feel what? What was the term that you used? Just therapeutic. Yeah, therapeutic. Not therapeutic. Therapeutic for me. <laughs> no, that's not therapeutic. But this is like, it's fulfilling. It's really, really, really fulfilling like to be able to come around people and have that comfortability that we could talk about vulnerable states and times in our life where we have felt certain things that we now think, wow, that's crazy because I could look back and understand that. And that's the most important thing. That's what I want us to leave here feeling is like, okay, when I leave, like, you know, when I go through that state, I know that I can get through it again. 
You know, it's like the seed has been planted. It's like, you know, you got to understand that life and troubles are always going to happen. It's just, that's just, you know, it's, it's man, I think it's lessons. I look at it as it's lessons. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all helping you. It's all to make you, make you better. It's all seasons, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, and if you, if you perceive it correctly, it can be beneficial to you. It's just, I like to say, embrace everything, resist nothing. Hmm. Pause. Yeah. I that's my <laughs> shit. I really like to live by that. Like embrace everything, resist nothing. Because when you do that, like it just it just works out. You know, you just trust. Like I, like I said, believe in God. My faith is like like let me tell y'all something. Like my I have <laughs> I've been through things where it's just like I thought I wanted something and the whole time like I was writing down I was thinking God for giving me this thing before he even gave it to me. And I never got it. And then I was just like, all right, but I trusted. Like, I have my faith. Like, you know what? Mm -hmm. And then something way better ended up happening, you know, far more than I could have ever imagined. Shall I say someone? But anyways. And it's like, but it just just showed me, you know, like, you got to trust in something bigger. Like, you got to understand that there's a source. That's why I was asking. There's a light like, tunnel. It's all. It's 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 just a dark cloud that you got to get out of. It's not. It's always. It's momentary. Like, yeah. but you can get out of it. Like, and that's 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 you important. Notice it, and you're aware of it, and you and you 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 get you don't get, let yourself get in the funk. The quicker you get out of it, and then you keep getting out of it with a different lesson every single time. Exactly. You learn something more about yourself, and then the less effect that you get by it. And yeah, then, then it's like, it just becomes regular to you. Just mm-hmm, brush it off, and then it takes. Mm-hmm. Then your wall becomes stronger. Then it takes a lot. To get you to that point, and, and then even sometimes you, like, you don't even been, feel that shit. I've been, I've been, exactly. you know, you, and you look back at you. I've been good for the past couple of years. Like, exactly. I've been and then exactly. It, take, it takes a, a whirlwind to take your wall down. It's not like these little things that yeah, exactly. probably would have got you before. It takes a lot. But you gotta you gotta go through these things and like and, and, grow and, and yeah, yeah, but you can't like like have yourself that soak in this shit. You gotta, you gotta have gotta that willpower. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna learn some shit. This is not the end of the world. I'm I'm what? How old? Oh yeah, a lot more shit's coming. Facts. Facts. Yeah, like I just want to say, you know, to anybody who could feel like, if you could get, if you could give any advice, mm-hmm. what would you give? You have trust yourself, like you said, like we've been saying, trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Be there for yourself. Don't mm-hmm. neglect yourself. You have to like, but you have to face yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Like you have to sit there and be like, what, like what did I do? I mean, others did their part, but what did I do? Like. How did I end up here? Mm-hmm. Like, how could I have handled it differently or gotten myself out of that situation quicker? So, assess so that I could be good. Mm-hmm. So because I, because sometimes people just are the way they are, but like, that's you. Like, you know, you can't like harm me anymore. You know, like, facts. So it's just about loving yourself enough to protect yourself and mm-hmm. be good to yourself. Because when you're alone, like I say, you have yourself, and then you have that faith, mm-hmm. but also have that faith. Because I have faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm but like also, but mostly in myself. Like, I have faith in mostly in myself. Yeah. If you could give any advice, what would it be? Today. <laughs> what are you doing? That's it. Like, at every single turn, what are you doing? Mm. No matter how bad shit is, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. You? Just keep your head up. Keep trucking through it. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. That's 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 all, that's showing something with that. Right. What about you, Emilio? I would say it could get better if you want to. If you that's want it, it right to. there. Yeah. 
willpower. That's yeah. all it comes down if to. If you want. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's genuinely just like my advice hmm, in regards to that is take the time to think about what it is that you feel. Because sometimes people, like, we need to go through the motions. Like, you need to go through those feelings. Like, go through those feelings, but don't stay in them. You know, move through them. And as you do, grow and allow yourself to continue to grow. Like, everything is to just get better, I think. Know how to be the a best the best version of yourself every single day. That's what it's all about. I like to tell people to, um, whenever they tell me they're feeling bad, sad, or they want to cry, I always tell them, remember this emotion. Because there's going to be a day when you don't have this emotion, but you should remember it because it's worth mm-hmm. right now. So, like, even with the bad days, we survived 100% of them. Just take them in stride. Right. We're all in this together. There we go. There we go. That was on like the end of my my. Anyways, um, but yeah, that's 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 how I feel. Like we all in this together. Like, and when you just you support people and you spread that, that shit feels good. And find find a good support system. That's a that's an that's some more advice that I would give. Find a good support system. Like positive people that Ask the friends you know get have what you huh. And get tired. Yeah. And that's get tired. Yeah, that's what it yeah, exactly. to take for you know something? a lot of people. Get tired. Some advice that I got shit. about that. Like, oh. I was I was in a relationship some years ago. And my friend told me this shit. She came to my house one day. She said this shit. And, and I never, ever forgot it. And this was years ago. And she was like, you know, I can tell you anything right now. I can tell you many reasons that you should get out of this relationship. But there's nothing I'm going to tell you until you're tired enough. And the moment that you yourself get tired enough of feeling what you feel and all the shit that I tell you, you also realize, then you're going to be done. And it stuck with me. Like, that shit is like with life. When you get tired of your circumstances, of how you feel, of anything, when you get to that point where you're just like, fuck this, I don't want to, you know why? That's the solution. Because we're not meant to feel like that. We're not meant to live like that. Like, we're meant to live in bliss. Like, wait, is there mic? Um, We're meant to live in bliss, you know? Like, we're meant to live good. And I just want people to realize that. Okay? So, I just want to thank all of you guys for coming and talking about this with me. I really enjoyed it. You know, this was cool for my first time adding guests. It was it was, it was, was different. I like it. Like, it was fun. Is this your so. first time having guests? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this is my first time having people on with me. Usually, I just be talking my shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. Um, thank you to every single one of y'all for, you know, coming and doing this. This was fun. Thank you for having us. Right. Yeah, nah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Like, this was cool. Um, all right, so you are now tuning in to Motivation Conversations with Hope Hill.